the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Do you feel loved? Do you feel loved? You know that uh, you are loved. Do you feel like your love for Him is greater today than it was yesterday? Ah, that's tricky, isn't it? Most of us don't always feel that. In fact, we don't think about it. You know, it's an interesting thing. When scientists study the universe, they discovered that everything that God had spoken into place was still expanding. Did you know that you only love God because God has spoken it into your heart? And the dynamic of any relationship, particularly a supernatural one, is that it will never cease as long as God is the source. So you know what, people? You love God more today than you did yesterday, and you will love Him more throughout eternity, and the only reason you don't recognize it is because you're not feeling it. But this is a love we embrace by faith. So I get up in the morning and I say to him, I love you more today than I loved you yesterday. And I will love you more tomorrow than I do today. And you just keep getting sweeter and better. And it has nothing to do with how I feel or what circumstances I'm walking in or whether or not I feel good. My love life with God doesn't depend on whether I ate a Snickers bar. It is eternal. It is unshakable, immovable. And everything that he has given to you is exercised by faith. So whatever God has spoken into you is continuing to grow and you can appropriate it by faith. His peace is growing in you. But you won't know it unless you appropriate it by faith, unless you walk in it, unless you live in it. His strength is growing in you. You are an eternal being. That is the truth of your existence. So you can be glad. You can rejoice. You can delight. And you can tell your face that I have the joy of the Lord expanding in me. Go on, tell your face that. Last week we looked at the tabernacle in depth. And we went into great detail beyond the description that our author gives in verses 1 through 5. 
because he only gives it in brief. And he gives it in brief because he knows the audience that he wrote to is made up of converted Hebrews, Jewish Christians. And they had an intimate familiarity with all of the temple, the tabernacle, if you will. They had an intimate familiarity of all the furnishings of the tabernacle and what each furnishing meant. Because it all had meaning. It all had purpose. There was nothing there that just showed up because sister so-and-so left it. But everything was there because God ordained it. And it was there to show a picture. Now, the reason we took the time to walk through this, the detail, is because it's all representative of Jesus. It was the person, the work, and the whole of Christ illustrated for the Jew. God made it plain that the old covenant was temporary. And a new and better covenant would replace it. And it is an eternal. Perfect eternal sacrifice would come from a perfect and eternal high priest. And God made that very clear to them. But after a while, it became more about the ritual, more about the religious practice than it did about what that practice was pointing towards. Does that sound like church to you? It shouldn't. But that's the way modern church is. God made it plain. God made it clear that the physical is temporary, as was the tabernacle and all its fixtures and sacraments and sacrifices. It was temporary, imperfect. It was a representation of the eternal perfect. And as we look at the text we're going to look at tonight, the Spirit of God is giving to the children of God here a revelation of Christ, all that was accomplished through eternity by his work, his completed work. Now, you go into this understanding that this is a spiritual picture and that you are a spiritual being and that you are participating in a spiritual worship. You recognize that right now, that you are participating in a spiritual worship in a flesh tabernacle. Do you realize that? And what do we know about the tabernacle? It's temporary. Now, if you think about that, we are facing the exact similar issues that are the exact same issues that these Hebrews were. These Christian Hebrews were still living in the shadow of the temple. Surrounded by a culture that worshipped and lived their lives in the service of the temple. God had not yet allowed the temple to be destroyed, so you can imagine the test of faith that they encountered every day. It was a test of faith for them to recognize that their lives were no longer lived in the service of the temple that was before them. Or the, their worship was not to be at that temple, or they were not to live in the culture of that temple. And if they were going to affirm the truth of the new birth that they had received, if they were going to grow and mature in their relationship with Jesus, they had to adopt a new attitude, a new perspective. They had to practice their faith in a new covenant. They had to practice faith with even more veracity in the new covenant than they had in the old. Why? Because the old surrounded them, challenged them, confronted them. Daily. 
not only in what they could see, but in the lives of the people they knew and loved, and even in their own consciences. They must determine to renew their minds with truth of the new covenant. They had to separate themselves from anything that would distract or take away from the truth. And that would be the salvation of their souls. Now, the Christian today faces a similar issue in that when you got saved, you did not get a new body or a new soul, did you? If you did, I want to talk to you. But if you look in the mirror, you will see the old place of identity still stands. Your old culture is still around you. The old observances are still being practiced around you. And we talked about this a little bit in Bible study. When you got saved, I know when I got saved, I had this expectation of things radically changing in my soul. I expected that my mind, will, and emotions would no longer struggle with the appetites for sin. That I would no longer be tempted to seek my identity in the body. That I would now feel Christian, act Christian, and think Christian. Now, I didn't know and I suspect most of you didn't either, I didn't know that the soul had to be trained like a child. Did you know that? I didn't know it starting out, I can tell you that. The soul has to be trained like a child, that I had to live in dependency on the intervening work of the Holy Spirit and yield my life as a living sacrifice. The training of the soul is not a passive work, is it? It can't be. It's a moment-by-moment discipline of faith. Well, you might ask, as one did in Bible study, well, where's the rest? (laughs) That doesn't sound like rest. Well, it's in Christ. There's no rest anywhere else. It's in Christ. Because no matter how many times we lose sight of the truth, we can never change the truth. The truth in you never changes. And that is why faith is such a marvelous thing. Because it's not telling us to create something that's already there. Or to create something that isn't there. But to appropriate what God has put there. But to live in the fullness of all that God created you to be. And to appropriate it is to move it from that place of union, which is your heart and your spirit in union with Christ, to that place that is so volatile and ever-changing, the mind, will, and emotions. It requires you to yield to the filling of the Holy Spirit. It requires you to step out of what you've become accustomed to living in, this body as your identity, your surroundings as your life. Step out of those things and step into the truth and determine to live the truth out. Not just in the way you walk, your behavior, but in the way you think. And as you change the way you think in truth, you'll find that your emotions begin to change. And then, when somebody, some impertinent person comes up to you and asks you, do you love Jesus more today than you did the day before? You can say, yes, I do. And he just keeps getting sweeter and better. And I am so delighted to be in his love, to be his child. Here's the thing, if you don't do that, 
then what you're affirming is a lie. And you will continue to affirm a lie. And worship and truth will be the exception and not the rule. And faith will be relegated to those things that you cannot change in the flesh or that threaten the flesh. The training of the soul is a moment-by-moment discipline of faith. It takes getting up every day and determining to believe what you believe. It takes every day determining to walk and exercise the truth of faith, regardless of how you feel. You know, I can remember my dad telling me one time, he said, you know, uh, as I get older, it hurts to exercise, but it hurts more if I don't. Well, that's the truth of faith. Sometimes it doesn't feel right. Sometimes you don't think about it right, but you exercise it anyway. It's your default position. The training of the soul to function in the context of our spiritual identity means like these Hebrews, we must determine in faith and obedience to walk by the Spirit. And to put it another way, to live against the tide of the world, the flesh, and our self-indulgent culture. We can no longer feed the flesh and affirm the flesh by giving in to carnal appetites. Because when we do, we're feeding a monster. We're spoiling the child. Y'all get that analogy, don't you? If you don't, you haven't been to the grocery store lately. You're spoiling the child. We can no longer feed the flesh. This is not done through your determined will, but through yielding our will to the Spirit of God. It's a supernatural transformation. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. It makes sense for the child of God. It doesn't make sense for the child of God to live any other way. Because you were made to live in the truth. You were created for the truth. You were supernaturally enabled to walk and put forth the truth in your life. So it doesn't make any sense to live any other way. So you dedicate. Why is it we need to dedicate the body? Because the power of sin is still resonant in the body. Because the body is cursed with sin. That's why we're all going to die if the Lord doesn't come. The wages of sin is what? Death. But we are going to yield that body rather than allowing it to its default position. Let me just make this clear. The body's default position is sin. That's the truth. That's why he says, dedicate your body. Give your body over as a what? Living sacrifice. Verse 2 says, and, now he's going to talk about the soul, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed 
and progressively changed as you are mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Well, there's a couple of things you got to know. Is that the mind, the mind that is the thinking, needs to be transformed. And it needs, in that transformation, he's talking about being progressively changed. So that's a training of the soul right there. Because if you do not train your mind to focus on truth, guess what it's going to focus on? You remember me saying to you, most of you know this, is that when you were born into Christ, when you became a new creation, the dynamic of your spirituality changed. The dynamic of your how you work and operate changed. God made you a new creation in this way. Before, you pulled everything that you needed to know in terms of your identity, in terms of how you got along in this life, in terms of who you are and what you thought of yourself, and how you saw yourself from without out here. But when God, because you didn't have anything at the center, but when God made you a new creation, he put his life in in union with your life. And now at the center of your being, the holy of holies, if you will, resides the spirit, the guidance, the counselor, the guardian, the keeper, the teacher, all that is needed. He resides in union with you. Now, where should you pull from now? Without or within? We're made to pull from within. And when we pull from within, there's a renewing of the mind. There is a practice and a determination to practice in truth. There is an ongoing communion. And not just the communion that we have because we're in union with God, but a communion that involves an interaction. Some of you don't believe, at least emotionally, that God is literally interacting with you. But you look at the why God made man. He made man for intimacy. He made man that he might share life with him. And he made man so that he could walk with him. Even Adam, he walked with him even though they were not in union. He walked with him in the garden. Well, why? Because you were created for him. He wants to be with you. And the only reason you don't recognize that is you're distracted and your mind needs to be renewed by faith, recognizing that the presence of the Lord is upon you and with you. And his love is about you. You say, well, what sermon are you going to preach tonight? Well, this is all coming together, believe it or not. It all works together. When you renew your mind, you determine to focus on the presence and the work of God. Well, how does that work? Well, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure 
and wholesome, whenever is lovely and brings peace, whenever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think how often continually on these things. Center your mind on them. Implant them in your soul. Where's your soul? The mind, will, and emotions. Now the reason the Christian community is fighting depression is because they're living like they're not Christian at all. They're thinking like they're not Christian at all. The reason the Christian community is suffering with the same addictions and coping mechanisms that the world is because they're living in the wrong paradigm. They haven't learned to walk in truth. They haven't disciplined their souls. And so what do you have? You have a lot of soulish Christians whose souls are throwing temper tantrums. Well, I just don't feel this. Well, I just don't feel that. Well, I'm not making fun of the hurting, beloved, but I am telling you, it's not like the Savior, the healer, is not present. We have to choose to live in the truth if we want to know the truth. And you know what? If you know the truth, guess what will happen? You'll be set free from the bondages of a runaway mind, of runaway emotions, and of bad choices. Now, this is what was going on with the Hebrew believers. I have, I have taken that scenario and I've applied it to us as Christians living in the flesh. We still have the old tabernacle to deal with, don't we? So did they. So this is a call to these Hebrew believers. And by illustrating that the temporal was a call to the eternal, the author is seeking to draw the Christian Hebrews away from the dead things to renew their faith, to embrace and live to the truth. And this is what we try to do every Saturday, every Bible study, bringing your focus, renewing your mind, discipling you to live in the truth, to love and walk in the truth. To be who you were created to be. That's the purpose. Otherwise, you're playing at being a Christian. You're not living it. You don't know the abundance that Christ promised because you have not embraced it. This is where the Spirit of God is coming to the Christian Hebrews and he's saying, come, embrace and live the truth. This is the pathway to a victorious Christian life, an abundant life. It is how we Christians expand and mature and live in the truth of our God. Faithful is he who called you, who will also do it. This is not a matter of your determination. This is a matter of your yielding and holding to faith. As we have said before, the Holy Spirit continues to illustrate for these Christian Hebrews all the things that the Old Covenant were designed by God to be temporary as they pointed to the new and eternal. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you didn't leave us to the frailty of flesh, to the vacillation of the soul, to the assault of the enemy. But we can live a higher way, in a higher truth. By faith, we can know the life that's already ours. And Lord, we can participate 
in all that you have for us while we're here. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.